Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88. Right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. Positively different radio in the morning. You are with Lyle and Minnie. Minnie. Welcome back from Queensland. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You managed to sneak across the I border did. in time. I tell you what, stitching us up this whole lockdown situation, I'm like, oh man, good thing I went up. My mum, she was like, I'm glad you came. Don't come again. Like, like she wants me to come again. She's like annoying with, you know, borders and stuff. And you can't really make plans. You still really can't make plans. Yeah, it's kind of like living in a country with different countries in it. Yeah. We're not used to that in Australia. No, no, we're not. If this was Europe, it'd be like, yeah, you've got to take your passport when you go uh, to Queensland. Here, uh, we just... Expect that we can. Go anywhere whenever we want. Mm-hmm. Until no. we can't. <laughs> Until there's COVID and suddenly it's like, ooh, we've got all these different countries. Things have changed. How are you feeling this morning? Yeah, not bad. Hey, that's good. Okay, what's not bad? Pretty much everything's not bad. Okay, normally you just give me a big old amazing. <laughs> so I was like, ooh, maybe it hasn't been a good re- weekend. <laughs> I've had uh, a busy weekend, yes. Mm. Good busy or a bit frazzled busy? You should. I, I, I showed this to uh, I showed this to Renee yesterday, but you should see this window, this epic window I put in my house. Hey. It is just amazing. I'll show you. Here you go. Okay. I'm looking at photos about Yeah, that's right. You're going to look at photos. You're going to look at photos, so let me just see. Okay, and that's what so. you did on the weekend? Ooh. There? Yeah. To there. Wait, wait, wait. Go back yeah. this way. So old to new. Yes. Before and after. See? That's see? Okay. So basically one massive great window in the front of my house. The best. You know, and it went in life. in about five minutes, and all of my neighbours were, like, completely freaked out. Oh. And then all my neighbours came and talked to me, all of them. That is a way to get an in on your neighbourhood. Even my Chinese neighbour who doesn't speak a whole lot of English came and talked to me about the window in the Saying house. Saying they like it or... Yeah, they were all like, oh, wow, this looks amazing. Oh, yeah, that's so, so good. Yeah, super stoked. You're listening to The Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. I'm going to tell you some stories. I just thought this was interesting. So when drivers in Charleston, West Virginia, heard sirens of police cars last week... Many of them obviously were not too happy. It's never a fun time. And then they got pulled over and actually were given a gift card. Which, <laughs> and what I found really interesting, it was it was for people who, I mean, small traffic violations, but, you know, it's like you're speeding, you pass through your red light, you know, like, like it was normal, you're pulled over because you've done something wrong. But instead Did they of get a, a gift card with... Um... No, instead of a ticket. So, so there was no ticket no as ticket. well? It was like a gift card and a ticket no, at the same time? No, just none. Just the gift card. So a local franchise restaurant um, contacted the department and asked if they'd like to hand out gift cards. So they gave them about $500 worth and they just gave a ten, uh, yeah, a $10 gift card to each person they pulled over. And I, look, they were saying that, you know, it's been a bit of a year, it's been a bit of a life. And so for the officers, it's, it's just been quite nice to be able to put a smile on people's faces. Because <laughs> I imagine that, yes, it, uh, that's not normally the reaction when you see the police. Even if you know you're doing wrong, you're like, okay, here we go. All right, officer. Uh, but, yeah, so they have been given gift cards and the police officers have enjoyed just having a bit of a break from giving fines and the people pulled over have enjoyed not receiving a fine. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I think it would only work as a one-off because if um, – Absolutely. If they started doing this on a regular basis, we would all start speeding. Exactly. You'd just be like, eh, no consequence. Uh, but on a small basis like that, I think it would actually, if, you know, if I got pulled over for something like that and I'd be like, oh, bummer, I'm going to get a fine, and then I didn't get a fine and I got a gift card instead, I'd actually be more, more, more law-abiding after that event. Same. 
this is the thing. I'm like, you do something like that for me, I am automatically like, I will do the thing. Yes, this seems reasonable. Because sometimes, I mean, most of the time when I get pulled over, it's like fully legitimate. Yeah, yeah, but there same. are some times when you get pulled over and it's like, okay, that wasn't fair. Uh-huh. That was not right, you know, and mm-hmm. there's you're always, you know, all the self-justification comes mm-hmm. out and you feel rebellious. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Um, obey the law but feel very rebellious about it. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> I will, but I don't want to. Yes. Yeah, but absolutely, if someone goes out of their way to like, I remember once I got pulled over, this is years and years ago, and I just missed seeing the slow down. It was like a road work. And they'd been doing road works at the same place for like 10 years. And so you know how you kind of, you just get a bit like, ah, it's not even happening. And I just missed the sign. And so I'm like doing normal, but it was actually speeding for what they changed it down to. And this cop pulls me over. It was a long weekend, so they want to do the whole double demerits. And I, I just knew, I, I knew I was coming. And I was like, ah, okay. He was the loveliest police officer I've ever encountered. And he's like, hey. What's this about? And it was, he was so lovely that I was like, dude, I'll take the fine and also we'll never speed ever again. <laughs> like, I was like, I just wanted to do right because he was so lovely. Not that I tried to speed. Anyway. You got a fine. I did get a fine. Yeah. But it wasn't double demerits. Oh, really? Yeah. He was just like, look, just be careful. I was like, no, no, fat. Yep. I'll do it. I'll do it for you. Not going to argue. Not going to argue here. <laughs> yeah. See, I got pulled over once where I went from a 100K zone to an 80K zone. That was me. Yeah. And at the very last second, as the 80k zone was flicking past out of the corner of my eye, I saw it. Mm-hmm. And so it took, you know, it takes, what, 100 metres to slow down. Yeah. So I hit the brakes. Mm-hmm. And I got, in the meantime, because this is um, on the freeway, mm-hmm. I got overtaken by a truck with an excavator on the back, like a massive truck with a massive excavator on the back comes flying past me. Mm. And then I got pulled over and the truck didn't. <gasps> and I got really, really salty about it. <laughs> and I felt so rebellious after that. And I was like, <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. No, absolutely. Um, okay, so at a school in Jefferson County in the US, so students were given a brief holiday. Uh, basically, the school superintendent, I guess that's the principal, she just gave a reminder that sometimes you need to nourish the spirit a bit. Um, and yes, fueling the intellect is important. But so in light of the stress of the escalating pandemic this year um, and its far-ranging fallout, um, oh, just sorry, quick note. Uh, so a listener has messaged in, a gift instead of a fine reminds me of the grace of God 100%. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it does right there. That's a great object lesson. That is. Uh, yeah, so so these school kids um, received this letter home and it's basically just says that it's been a year of seemingly endless loss and the stress of trying to make up for that loss. So we're talking about school context here as well. Um, and she said, but for just a moment, let's do all we can to let go of the worry and making up for the things we missed this year. So it was the first day of snow and she just went, it's a day off. And she just said to the parents, hey, enjoy a day of sledding and hot chocolate and cosy fires. Take pictures with your kids in snow hats that they will outgrow by next year and read books you've wanted to lose yourself in but haven't had time. We will return to the serious business of growing up, but for tomorrow, go build a snowman. That's epic. <laughs> How good is that? When I was a kid growing up. Whenever the school got snow, mm. we would take a day off. That's as, amazing. And, 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 and uh, so basically the, the school bus would turn up at school and um, we'd pick up the teacher and any other students who didn't catch the school bus to school mm. and we would drive further up in elevation to where there was more snow and we'd just play in the snow all day. That's amazing. Just have a snow day. Oh, you, you had a school, good we, we, we didn't have We didn't have snow come down as low. Mm-hmm. 
as what the school was often. Uh-huh. So this might be twice a year. Sometimes you wouldn't even get it at all. Uh-huh. But whenever it was forecast to snow and when we'd wake up in the morning and everything would be white everywhere, it'd be like, yes, this is going to be the best school day ever. That's amazing. So remember- it'd, it'd be our teacher, it'd be uh, the school bus driver and all the kids just playing in the snow. So I remember wishing I lived somewhere there was snow so we had the option of a snow day. It was just never going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> just- yeah that, not a lot of snow up in uh, Queensland, no. is there? Well, look, apparently Stanthorpe. There was the one year that there was a snow. Bit yeah, of snow yeah, they got a bit snow up there, but that was still a few hours away from. And it was it was never enough that yeah you were gonna go take us. <laughs> no, no, no. Just no. it was just that thing you're like, oh, maybe one day I'll live in a place where there's snow. Now that I'm older, I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm good with the sunshine actually. <laughs> but um, snow is snow is fine. I can have a snow fix every couple of years. Oh yeah. And after that, it's like, yeah, I'm good for a couple of years. And as long as it's like for a day or two or three at the mm-hmm. most. See, I... And take me back to the sun. Yes. I'm uh, not a Christmas person and not a cold weather person, but I would love to experience a white Christmas just one day, just just once. Look, I don't know that I will. I think Jesus is going to come before that point, and so that's okay. But I reckon it would be just an interesting, different experience. The Northern Hemisphere Christmas is so vastly different. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like you're experiencing everything you've seen on movies. Yeah, and you feel like you're in a movie. You do, uh, you do. Uh-huh. It's, it's a weird experience. Uh-huh. And, and and being cold at Christmas time, and being <laughs> inside at Christmas time, and not having the aircon running mm-hmm. is just the strangest thing at Christmas but time. Do, it's just a weird feeling. Do Christmas traditions make more sense? Oh, absolutely. Because here we do stuff. I'm like, what? This has no purpose. I feel so sorry for all the Santas you see out in everybody's front yard. They're all dressed <laughs> up with their thick red coats on, and it's blazing hot. Oh it's no! Like, and, and, and all of the poor snowmen. Yeah. That uh, you see in people's front yards. Mm-hmm. No. Kind of doesn't make a whole lot of sense. <laughs> every person I know, every friend I have from the Northern Hemisphere, they're like, "But, but your Christmas is hot." What? And I was like, yeah, it's the best. And they're like, no. No, it is the best. No, no, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. But they all just think it's ridiculous. I'm like, you guys don't know. Come and experience it. All of them, they're still like, nah, it's weird. Yeah, you get those couple of hot days in October and it's like, yep, Christmas is coming. Mm -hmm. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Anyway, so vaping is back in the news. Uh, We were talking about this just recently. The um, Therapeutic Goods Administration was tossing up, deciding what they would do, and they have now done. Mm -hmm. They have acted. So nicotine liquid from October next year will require a prescription. Whoa. So at the moment it's illegal to uh, sell it in Australia, Uh but it's not illegal to import it. Okay. It's illegal to own it. Okay. But it's not illegal to import it. And so what people do is they get their e-cigarette and then they just jump on, you know, what, Amazon or eBay or wherever yeah, and they just buy it yeah. and it comes in and they import it and they have it that way. And, of course, it's not been, you know, the possession has not really been something that the police have really worried about enforcing. Mm. Well, with this new legislation, it's going to be illegal to import it. And so to actually have it will require a prescription and it must come in a container that is resistant to children. So one of those ones that kids know how to get undone and adults can't figure out. There are so many of those. Yes. I tell you what, yeah, you got to watch those little sneaky kids' hands. Uh Uh-huh. They just figure things out and you're like, what? How did you? I I guess the thing is, you know, it's going to probably be safe for for kids that are three years and under. Yeah. 
And and that's what's important because mm-hmm. you know these are the kids that it's hard to communicate to them what is a toxic poisonous substance that will mm. actually kill them. And that's exactly what this liquid is. It's pretty dangerous stuff if you were just to uh, take a little bit on its own. And the idea behind this, and I think it's actually very good, is that it's not to stop people from using it as a means of getting off smoking. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you're getting off smoking, you go to the GP. The GP gives you a prescription for it and you're good to go and you can use that product as a means of getting yourself off, off of smoking. And it probably is a step up from smoking, even though it's still very, very toxic and there's a bunch of research that is starting to come out on just how toxic this stuff is. But if it's going to be a step in a, uh, in a better direction, you can get a prescription for it. Mm. What it is stopping is the uptake of nicotine by teenagers. So what they found is that there's a whole bunch of teenagers out there that would never take up smoking because smoking is pretty dumb. Mm. It costs money. To breathe smoke. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, you and I go camping. We love going camping. Mm. But you always sit on the side of the campfire where there's, where no, there's smoke. no smoke. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, breathing in smoke is the dumbest thing ever. Paying money to breathe in smoke, that's even dumber again. And a lot of teenagers, most teenagers today recognise that and so they don't take up smoking, but this is a kind of a trendy thing and so a lot of them, a lot of teenagers do give this one a try. Um and so, yeah, it, it is a uh, a way of stopping you know teenagers from. It's, oh, yeah. it's not ta- it's not targeting people trying to get off smoking. It's targeting te- teenagers uh, to stop them from getting on it in the first place. Which is something that's really important, right? Because for those who are already on it, you're like, yeah, we we need to focus on that to a degree, but also, can we prevent this? Yes, like prevention is what do they say. Prevention is no, I don't know. There's a saying about it that it's good. <laughs> Prevention is better than cure. Yeah, it could be that. Yeah. <laughs> that one right there. Okay, so on to positively different news. Uh, Tengu Muhammad Hafiz and Oceane Al-Ajia. Al-Ajia, I think. I like that name, Oceane. Mm. Uh, they just got married. Okay, so who are they? This feels like it's important if it's in the news. A couple of random people in Malaysia. Okay. Um, they just had 10,000 people at their wedding. Oh, that's interesting. That's <laughs> wow. Wait, did you say in India? No, Malaysia. Malaysia, sorry. Malaysia. So in this part of the world, as I understand it, and someone from Malaysia uh, can call me out, call us up and correct us on this, but my understanding of weddings in that part of the world, because I've got friends from Indonesia, I know that this is how it works in Indonesia, is if there's a wedding happening in the local area, you just go. Yeah, everyone just goes. Yeah. Everyone goes. Mm-hmm. You, you don't need to know the person. Mm-hmm. And if you're visiting and it's like, oh, we're going to this wedding, will you go as well? Mm-hmm. Like, you you know, if I was visiting from Australia and there was a wedding in the local area, then the people I was staying with would just go mm-hmm. and they would say to me, like, well, we'd just go because it's a wedding. Yeah, so yeah. everybody goes <laughs> and, and everybody gives gifts, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, you know, that tradition, that wedding tradition in that part of the world has um, really taken a pretty hard hit with COVID. I mean, my younger son got married a few months back and there was five people at his wedding. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so these two guys just got married, but the way they did it was as a drive through <laughs> So they sat outside the government building where they got married <laughs> and uh, all the wedding guests lined up and drove mm-hmm. past and wished them well and they sat there and waved. You'd be there for 
hours. Well, as it turned out, they weren't quite expecting so many people to show up. Mm. And it took three hours <laughs> for all the cars to go past. And, of course, there'd be a lot of random cars going past, like, oh, wedding, hang out the window, mm. wave, as you do anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so it took three hours for them to go past. And estimated ten thousand people came to their that's, COVID COVID safe wedding. That's amazing. Uh, human beings are awesome. The way we uh, work our way around <laughs> the rules. The rules to be able to still have a good time. Mm. All right. So this is an interesting one. Uh, while we're talking about vaccines, very controversial subject. Um, shoot us a message. Let us know your thoughts. But a lot of vaccines. Uh, use gelatin as a stabiliser, which is made from pork, Mm. which has created somewhat of a controversy amongst various faith groups. Yeah. So Muslims don't eat pork. Mm. It's, I believe, haram is the word, which is forbidden. Mm. And so do they use the vaccine or do they not use the vaccine? Uh, Jews the same, Seventh Day Adventists the same. None, none of the none of those three religions use pork. Um, for us as Seventh Day Adventists, the reason that we don't use pork is for health reasons. Yeah. It's, it's an unhealthy product to eat, and so we don't eat it. And of course, you know, and then you've got the wider issue of uh, human stem cells, which have been harvested from aborted fetuses. Uh, there's a bunch of Christians that are concerned on that particular issue, uh, but Muslims, of course, are concerned about the halal status. Of the uh, gelatin that is used in the pork. I've never heard that. Me either. It kind of just sounds off-putting, doesn't it? Like even if it was fun, it just kind of sounds Having pork injected into my arm, yeah, it does. sounds very, very (laughs) off-putting. However, okay, so from a Christian perspective, so we'll look at the three different perspectives and and how they've looked at this. Christian perspective is basically the same as the Jewish perspective, Mm. and that is that the issue is eating and the principle is health. Yeah, right. Well, with the Jewish perspective, the principle is not health. It's still ceremonial. Mm. With the Christian perspective, the principle is health and the principle is eating. You don't eat the pork, because it is bad for your health. Now, if you need to inject something that is going to be good for your health, there is no prohibition to that. So if it's not going in through the mouth, then there's there's not an issue with it. The uh, uh, Rabbi David Stav, who is chairman of the uh, Tozar Rabbinical Organization Israel, says something similar. If it's injected into the body, not eaten through the mouth, then there is no prohibition and no problem, especially when we are concerned about sickness. With Muslims, they're a little bit divided. Now, Islamic law does have a loophole, which is the greater harm loophole. Okay, which is? Okay, so you go, you, there is um, a flexibility if there is going to be greater harm mm. caused by not so so Islamic law says no you can't inject it but if there is greater harm by not injecting then you can inject then you can mm. yeah so I guess everybody's got a bit of a loophole but yeah. there have been um, a bunch of companies that have been developing vaccines that are non gelatin based they're just expensive right and have a very short shelf life. Um, for some diseases, but of course we don't have that for COVID yet. That's like a long, long way away. <laughs> You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. 
positively different. Normally at this hour of the day we have our interview of the day, but it is the week before Christmas, mm-hmm. which means that we are finding it a little bit challenging to find people that are actually available. <laughs> and uh, as a result of um, our current interview not being available, we just sort of made a couple of last-minute phone calls and got answering machines. I think everybody's sleeping yeah. in. Yeah. Look, it is reasonable. We're used to radio and being up. We're like, we've been up for ages, but... That's right. Absolutely. It is still only like 7.30-ish. <laughs> I do have to let everybody know... That we are finishing this Wednesday as far as the live breakfast shows goes. So tomorrow is our last live breakfast show for this year. Uh, But stay tuned because what we're going to be bringing bringing to you for the next couple of weeks through until the 5th, I believe it is, when we come back, uh, is a whole bunch of pre-recordings of best ofs. Nice. So there's going to be a whole we're not, and we have our extra special Christmas special that will go to air during the breakfast hour hours I should say on Christmas morning. So if you're travelling somewhere to see relatives, if you're in an area that's not affected by COVID, <laughs> and you can do that, then do tune in. We will be looking forward to having you for our extra special Christmas uh, um, program on a Christmas morning. Should say that and I was reminded to say that our Christmas special will be featuring some names that some of you will remember. Mm. Lawson and Mon will be on for the Christmas special, so that's going to be amazing. Anyway, uh, we've got a little bit of time here. We need to kind of fill up, so I kind of figured, well, let's find out what everybody's Christmas plans are. Mm. Uh, Minnie has none, so we <laughs> don't have to talk to Minnie about anything. She's just doing nothing for Christmas. She's avoiding Christmas and going and sticking her head in the sand all day long. Is that right? Well, look, we're going to see what the uh, weather's doing. Right. It'd be, I would love to go camping. See, that's an epic way of spending Christmas. Or just time. Just so that's a, that's time. a good Christmas day. You know, you'd be able to be out there in the bush, you're going camping, and it's like, this is Christmas and I'm doing Christmas in the bush and this is amazing. You know my problem with Christmas? It's just a big lie. <laughs> See, see, when you go camping for Christmas, because we've had this conversation yeah. now, mm-hmm. you're going to be sleeping in your swag. You're going to wake up and you're going to think, it's Christmas. Will I, though? You will, because we had this conversation. Oh, I in don't fact, know. because we've had this conversation, you're not going to be able to avoid it. Maybe I won't it's go like, camping. It's like this. It's like this. Okay, I, w- I, want you to, I want you to stay quiet while I talk to Liam. Okay. And while I'm talking to Liam, I want you to think about anything, anything at all, oh, yeah, yeah, except yeah. elephants. Yeah, 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 gotcha. All right? How's that going to work? Well, what if I will? I'll just listen. I'll just listen and my mind will be distracted. No, wait. You'll be thinking about <laughs> elephants the whole time. You know you will. Or maybe I just won't go camping on Christmas. Maybe I'll just do work. Yes, just, and just... when you do work, you go, I'm, doing, I'm working today. Nah. Because I don't want to go camping. Because if I went camping, I'd be thinking about Christmas. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't hate Christmas. I just think... Yeah, to lie. <laughs> if it was, if it was more of what it, what people say it is. If it actually was, I'd be like the first one. If people I know love Christmas, and I'm like, oh, you need Christmas. I'm like, let's make it the best, best Christmas ever. But for me personally, I'm like, mm, a bit average. <laughs> Got better things to do. The Grinch. Yep. All right, uh, Liam. Christmas, yes. yes or no? Voting. Oh, look, hundred percent. It's a time of year where it, the whole family comes together. It's look for, for my family. It's about it, it is about family. Well, your family split up yesterday. I understand. Oh, listen, listen. <laughs> it was a bit of a disaster. Tell us the story. What yesterday happened, was a bit devastating. My uh, Christmas fail. My mum gave me a call yesterday afternoon about two o'clock and said, "Hey, we've got to go." Like, we were, we just happened to be on the Central Coast last week, and those plans that we made for next week 
We can no longer go through with them because I need to be, this is mum, needs to be in Across Queensland by 1am mm. yeah. this morning. Yeah. So my mum and my eldest the eldest of my younger brothers, Brody, they got in the car and well, my my Jacob was in there as well, um, but they were headed up to Queensland yesterday, up through Tenterfield, mm. and um, on the way up through, through on the way past Newcastle, I was talking to Mum and said, "Hey, what can we do to look? You, obviously, Brody needs to go because he needs a second driver, but what can we do to get Jacob here? He still needs wants to go back next week." Um, so I said, "I'm I'm driving next week to Brisbane." And I was going to drive, drop my car off and then drive all the way up with you guys. But, uh, now I've got to fly. So Jacob's going to fly with me. And, but, but, so everyone but mum and my brother Brody are going to be together on Christmas, but we'll have to FaceTime them in or something like that. But, mm-hmm. um, but another one of my plans, which is a little bit sad, is, um, I'm, I'm leaving and, uh, going up. To, to Brisbane. Yeah, we're supposed to talk about that tomorrow, not today. Well, we'll talk about that tomorrow. Then. I'm stopping at Brisbane just to drop my car off. And, yes. and then it. coming back to Brisbane. And coming back to Brisbane. So we won't have producer Liam next year, which is going to be super sad. Yeah, unbelievable. Tomorrow is uh, the last show. Yeah. Oh, hey. Now, now we're all feeling sad. Yeah. No, but it's okay. But a, a little bit of a heads-up treat for everyone over the the breaks for our, our, our red-hot Christmas and – or not a Christmas special. Actually, no. For the for our holiday breaks, the best of shows, mm-hmm. you get to hear Liam talk a little bit. Oh, hey. Uh, get to Brian. I, I, I kick the shows off and um, I've already kicked the shows off and I've already concluded the shows. So it's a little bit of, of radio magic for you there. <laughs> um, <laughs> every, everything's done and dusted, and I've just got to put it into the thing, and, and it'll be there. But look, my my in a nutshell, my Christmas plans. I, I did have solid Christmas plans, and now they've all gone out the window. Now they've all gone out the window because your mum went to the central. Because coast. Because my mum went to the central coast, and mm. um, look, we all do things that, uh, in hindsight. <laughs> May not have been the best, but in hindsight, mum well, mum had no idea that being in the Central Coast was going to cause that. So, hey, I was expecting the uh, the big COVID um, the big COVID surge to come after Christmas, not before. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully by having a surge before Christmas, it makes everybody extra aware so we don't have one after Christmas because we were all getting very slack. Oh, 100%. We were all kind of living like, yeah, COVID doesn't exist anymore. Think COVID doesn't exist. We're, we're becoming COVID atheists. <laughs> What are you doing for Christmas, Lyle? Do you have any plans over the, the Christmas break? Well, we're juggling our plans at the moment to uh, keep our numbers under 10. Oh, yes. I was going to say, you guys always have kind of an open house. Like, Shell loves it, hey? Yeah, yeah, we have open yeah. house at our place, and uh, normally that means, ah, oh, there's usually 20-odd people turn up, but mm. at the moment it's like, ooh. This year you've got an open house until the 10th person walks in, <laughs> and then right. shutting the doors, you got to leave. Shut the doors, lock the doors, and turn the music up so we can't hear people <laughs> knocking out the door. Or you can have like a rotating thing where, where when someone oh, comes, aye. the first person that arrives, they've got to leave. That's an interesting thought. So, so... Like if front door, back door. Yeah, this yeah, one, that one. So mm. I would, I'd imagine that your sons would probably be some of the first people to arrive. With this plan, they would then also be one of the first people to leave. <laughs> I don't know how. Sad. I don't. Yeah, look, I, I don't like, know. How I don't know that's going to be. You could have like a priority list of people that get to stay a bit longer. Um, but <laughs> I guess it depends on quantity or quality. Do you want to just see heaps of people? 
Just churn them through. Well, we just want to make people's lives happy. That's all. Mm. So, yeah. For how long, though? A red hot minute or a good amount of time? <laughs> well, we shall see. Uh, let's see how the plans change between now and Christmas. Let's see what the health regulations do and yeah. what we're allowed to do and what we're not allowed to do. It will be an interesting, uh, an interesting time, nonetheless. Have you thought about your plans, Minnie? Actually, haven't. No. Camping or working, one well, of the two. No, okay. I actually did possibly have plans, which were more – it wasn't so much to do with Christmas, just the fact that the office was shut, and I was like, oh, I have time, I'll take time. Was possibly considering going down to Victoria, and now I'm like, mm, nah, nah, not a good idea. It's just not uh-huh. like – Not going to happen. I'm going to get stuck somewhere for no, sure. No, 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 no. So – Because you live like, what, 100 metres from the red zone? Oh, I tell you what, my auntie – No, she, a, co- a couple of kilometres yeah, from the red zone Yeah, I was like, I don't even starts. actually know where My auntie <laughs> <laughs> The only reason that you're on radio this morning is because of a couple of yeah, kilometres. because I'm not yeah. – Get this right, my auntie lives south of the red zone, and she's right. in the green zone. Oh, yep. Where's that? In Morissette Park. Like what? on Lake Macquarie, yeah. there's a, there's a part um uh, part of it. There's a point that goes above Morissette Park where my auntie lives. Right. And uh, that is part of yes, still part yes, of the yes, central yes, coast. Yes, 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 yes. And yes. that's part of the red zone. Yes, indeed. Uh-huh. And like if you go to to where to if you go directly to it's funny how they draw the boundaries, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, it's right, you got to draw the boundary somewhere, so you know. Hundred percent. That invisible line in the sand. I look. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't agree with it completely because, like, it's it's an invisible. Exactly. Exactly. It's an invisible line in the sand. That but means- it's a line that's already been defined many many years ago by drawing lines to say this is uh, this is this city, this is that city, and so when you're going to have quarantine, it's the easiest way to just work with it. They yeah, probably didn't yeah, imagine yeah, that there'd sure. be quarantine way back when, did they? And how much it would <laughs> well, you know, get in the way of things. No, it has been here before because um, all of the all of the uh, you know the state border closures and all that kind of stuff they all took place during the Spanish flu, mm. so it's not new. Okay, there's a lot of precedent for it, and closing off city boundaries. You know, this has been around since the Black Plague during the Middle Ages. Mm. Mm-hmm. They've just adapted it for modern times. For now, that's yeah. right, absolutely. And so when you know cities are created. And we cut this piece off and say this is Lake Macquarie City and this is Central Coast and this is Newcastle and this is Hunter or whatever it might be. Got to draw a line somewhere. Mm. You do. And it, sometimes it ends up in a, in a weird spot. Yeah. I think it is hard with Christmas this year, though, with people who have made plans and it's been their only time to see family. Like everyone kind of got hopeful, oh, Christmas will come, things will be relaxed, we can see people. And then it's come and people are like, oh, Give us a call or shoot us a message. Tell us what your plans are for Christmas Mm, and what you're going to do to spend time with family. But we also want to know, what do you do at Christmas time to remember Jesus Christ? Yeah. Because there's kind of three different aspects to Christmas as I see it. There's the commercial aspect, there's the family aspect, and there's the spiritual aspect. And I think the spiritual aspect probably gets the least amount of... 100%. Publicity? Mm Mm-hmm. The commercial aspect probably gets the most, which is just absolutely sickening. Mm-hmm. You know, I love Christmas time because it's a time that we remember Jesus Christ. I love Christmas time because I walk into, walk into Coles and they're playing a, a song about Jesus. Not very often. <laughs> I really love the question of the day that Mostly we had yesterday. Mostly Santa songs, but they do on occasion have songs about Jesus. Yeah, anyway, we're going to talk about the question yesterday. Oh, I was just going to say, because we, we did um, Xmas and how lots of people are trying to, you know, why, why is people taking Christ out of Christmas and replacing it with Xmas? 
when in reality it's 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 Greek for Christ. Yes. Oh, hey. And um, that was uh, that was really fascinating to me. And I didn't how know. it was good to have somebody here who's actually studied Greek. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and how even though you know people are trying to take Christ out of Christmas, it's he's he's still there. He's still mm-hmm. the most significant part of this time of year. Absolutely. And this is the most universal holiday that there is in the world. Yeah. Mm. So this is a holiday that is, you know, celebrated by people of lots of different faiths, not just the Christian faith, and also pretty much everybody of no faith. Mm, a whole lot of people. This is all what, of your secular people are having Christmas. This is my question for you listeners. Let us know, how does or does Christmas change your life at all? Or is it just a time that you're like, yep, sweet, done? Do you guys, does it change your life in any way? The fact that you celebrate Christmas... Because here's my thing. Here's okay, okay. All right, let me let me let me throw this one back at you. Okay. Uh, how often do you have uh, participate in the communion service in a year, on average? Ooh, look, recent times not much, just because COVID. And yeah, also okay. The so how many? Uh, didn't. Yep. Uh huh. So the last say, time I was at a church that did it, um, is it three times a year, four times a year? Yeah, something like that. Yes, yeah. that's an average for an Adventist church. Mm. Some churches do it every. Sometimes week. we do it every week. Yeah. Some churches do it every day. Mm. Um, in the Adventist Church, we kind of average four times a year. The Bible says as often as you do it. Mm. How does it change your life? Look, I'm a very reflective person, mm-hmm. so I, I would argue that it does. Okay, because I'm like, I need to think about this. I need to like spend some time with Jesus, sort some things out, have an actual reflect about this. Yep. So it does. So there's an arbitrary date that an arbitrary that a human being has arbitrarily stated we're going to have communion on this particular day, mm. or maybe a church board or whatever, mm. and uh, that gives you the opportunity to be reflective about what's happening. Yeah, but I don't exactly see that happen a lot at Christmas. But it can be. That's your no, decision. No. That's your choice. No, no, but because this you is can my do communion. You can mm. do communion, and it's like I got wet feet. I had uh, a glass of uh, grape juice and some unleavened bread. Mm-hmm. Or you can do communion and it can be a rich spiritual experience for you where you reflect on Jesus' death and sacrifice. But do you do Christmas that? Christmas can be the same. It can be. That's what I love about it. Absolutely. I love that it can be transformational. Absolutely. I just don't often see that it is. That's Absolutely. My <laughs> All right. So Chris, that's, that's what Christmas is for me. That's a time to reflect yeah, nice. on the fact that Jesus came as a baby. Yeah, 100%. I mean, wrap your mind around that. You would expect that if the Son of God was going to come, so low that he would become a human being, at least he'd, become, he'd come as an adult. Mm. Because babies are the most helpless mm. kind of form of human being that there is, and Jesus came as a baby. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.